Welcome, everyone. I'm Vince Hollywood Kelvin, and I'm thrilled to announce the next level. You may or may not be aware of it, but in 2007, I started to produce conventions. The first rendition of it was the PUA World Summit. Lineups of speakers that were surreal. At one point, we had 76 speakers, and we fine-tuned the formula throughout the years. Four years ago, I joint venture with Arash Zippar, motherfucking Divazar, also known in the music world as AZD from the Bay Area, a thinker and a philosopher like no other, really ahead of his time. And we further explored evolved, ventured, and topped it more recently with a convention that was called EC2, where we kept the extravagant lifestyle experience of fancy venues, relocations, and so on. The lineup of world-class gurus, we expanded to all aspects of life, all of the majors, from spirituality, to fashion, to fitness, to finances, to seduction, and uh, we limited it to an elite crowd of 25 people. What happened then was quite miraculous because the impact of uh, the boot camp style of relocation, prompt relocation, we had a segment at Brian Casella, the real estate module uh, his mention, we had a segment at an adult film star location, Tony Dillinger. We had a segment at a spiritual sanctuary in Hollywood. We had a segment at a theater, a legendary, epic, historical theater in Hollywood. We had a segment also at a penthouse. And uh, 25 participants, 12 world-class gurus. We're not talking about trainers or coaches gurus. The impact was 100%. I'll talk more about it in just a moment. So loving that format, I decided to top it once again with a topic uh, that's really, at this point, essential, because we're all going through this experience of life. We have references of options of religions. We have references of success. But are they really yours, and are they really appealing? Uh, for many, you know, they go through life a little confused in terms of what is success. By now, we know better, at least for most people, than just getting the money and getting and going. On the other hand, there's nothing wrong with that. There's still confusion. There's still kind of an either-or. Spiritually, where are you? It's your own choices. We want to open doors. We want to urge and encourage you to create a quality of life, to use the words of one of my mentors, Tony Robbins, that is beyond extraordinary. So we're launching the Cosmic Code Convention for the betterment of the human, the enrichment, forgive me, the enrichment of the human condition and experience. So that's intense, that's exciting, that's coming around the corner, 
in June. We're going to talk about entertainment today. We're going to talk about spirituality. And that is the first of a series of Cosmic Code Convention three podcasts today. Our guest is, she's been so helpful at all the more recent conventions, Fly Hudson. Hello, Fly. How are you? Hello. I'm amazing. How about you? Wow. It's good to know that you're amazing at 7.15 a.m. And there are people who are under the impression that they are morning people, but I know you're more like a 24-7 person. And for me, too, I had two and a half hours of sleep. The difference, you know, because I could have two and a half hours of sleep and feel very grumpy. But the difference is where we're heading. So when there's excitement ahead of us, some goals, a future that looks bright, and also a sense of growth because people could have goals but feel so distant from them that they feel discouraged. So I think it's more of a sense that something is happening, something is in the making. We're all the same, you know, to go carry boxes to help a friend move their stuff under the rain. Two hours of sleep would get us to complain quite a bit. But to take a trip, to go to your dream vacation, two hours of sleep doesn't even matter. So what's your take on being up so early and living life the way you do? There's a song, I think the lyrics are uh, like, there ain't no rest for the wicked. Well, I don't consider myself to be an evil person or anything like that, but I do feel like um, it's important to realize that the reason why they say that is because there's there's just no time. There's barely any time before something happens. Um, You never know. Every day is a new day. Every day is a different day. Um, everyday people are being born, everyday people are being dead, and that's a big part of being aware of the world, right? So when I get up and when I do things, I always think about, you know, today I could die, tomorrow I could die, it could be the day after tomorrow, it could be any time, right? So the best thing for me to do with my life is to know that I have made the most that I could with the time that I had here. That's a truly beautiful mindset, especially at a young age. You know, you often see people as they get elder, they become more and more mindful of that. So even though maybe they have a little less energy, not everybody, but some tend to do more. So that's very, very impressive. It's true also that we sometimes forget. And I think that the next level of evolution is also going to be for everybody to get a more real to try to avoid to categorize and on one side just pretend that we're always following the best guidelines and on the other hand, see nothing to dramatize about if for whatever reason we're off a little bit. So I know for me, it has to do a lot with the way I focus on time. If I get a little overly preoccupied with what's more immediate, unless it's very juicing, I may forget for a moment about the essence of the passing of life. 
So sometimes I fluctuate, in all honesty, for all of our listeners who go, yeah, I know, I should, I haven't. There's nothing wrong with that. It's about time that we really all get super real and we know we're bland of all things. What about you? Do, you? do you ever fluctuate? Do you have times when no matter what, you can't seem to want to get out of bed? Or you totally I transcended have... that and you're going to enlighten me even further? No, there have actually been times uh, just to be more real, there have definitely been times where I have felt that way. Um, but if I do see a decline, what's important is the awareness. Because when you're aware, like so for example, um, I have been trying to get more fit for health reasons and also for aesthetic reasons. And so I noticed over time I was eating a little bit worse than I was, like I was getting chicken wings and and Chinese food and all this other stuff. And then the awareness kicked into me that said, hey, like, you know, you need to be a little bit more healthy. You need to be aware that you're eating things that aren't necessarily good for you unless it's like once in a while. So then I went back to moderating. That's a a whole big part of my life is just being aware. I'll realize if days go by and I'm not getting anything done. It becomes a horror story for me to know that I'm letting things happen, I'm getting older, and things are just, life is just going by, and I'm not doing anything about it. So that's why it's really important to have that awareness, because once you see it, your instincts will kick back in to go back on the path that you want to go on. There again, beautiful mindset, Fly. And I think the awareness is also highly dependent on checking in as often as we can And for most people, they check in when there's a landmark, like a new year, or they check in when it really gets dramatic. Many wait until they hit a bottom to finally have a wake-up call. So to structure those wake-up calls helps me tremendously. Personally, I think that a better way to count days and years would be cycles of three. Like I notice, if I get excited one day, the following day, and I get a strong start, whether it be fitness or I go, that's it, I'm topping myself. The next day, something comes into play, a little distraction, a little delay. And if I don't check in by the third day, I'm already suddenly deviating. And it's subconscious, so I like to pay attention. I give myself cycles of three days. Every three days, No matter how well, not so well, or terribly I may be doing or think that I'm doing, because I don't think we ever do terribly. We just get under the impression that things are terrible and we're doing terribly. I check in. And three months would be also powerful. We get excited, one new year, a new month, second month, you know, little delays, disappointment, distractions. By the third month, it would be a great time to also check in. And the transcendence of time, for me, I always notice that if there's a couple matters, sometimes they're not even that big, but I slightly neglect, then my subconscious mind kind of lingers on them and it robs me from my energy. And oftentimes it goes hand in hand with not feeling like I'm truly growing. And little by little I erode. So it's essential for our listeners to know that First, you're not the only one. We all fluctuate. The solution is not to try to 
be that perfect person, pretend you are that perfect person, or give up or feel desperate or think you are special because here and there you feel like you're messing up. But to know that it's the old classic checking as often as you can. So I'll be very straight up with you guys to know that there's a convention coming up and to have that as a landmark. That's one of the reasons why I put those conventions together. They're a landmark. I get so much more productive before. But talking about productivity, you touch on so much. You just had us experience a class at Sephora. We were teaching that weekend also. It was a makeup, uh, not a makeup, so sorry, a face care, care for face care class for men. And now you are also about to produce the second fashion show during one of our conventions. So tell us a little bit, how did you get into fashion? And then I'll connect it with why entertainment is such an important aspect of your success, but there's got to be quality in it. So how did that come to be? You've touched on so many things. So um, I am a student of a program called Jump Cut Academy, which is by the same people who brought you Simple Pickup. I got into modeling because in this particular group, in the community, I was a part of this forum, and there were uh, a bunch of people from all different walks, people who were doing video games, people who were doing pickup. There were a lot of people who were interested in becoming dating coaches or uh, tantric coaches and stuff like that. Um, there were people who were um, wanting to make vlogs, channels about being moms, dads, or whatever. And so what I did was I found this girl, and she was a plus-size model. And I didn't really ask her much about it. I just thought, oh, maybe she just, you know, she was hired, she was with an agency or whatever. So I started looking at her Instagram because she was also a really kind person to me. We had a conversation. I had given her a review on her YouTube channel. She had, like, looked around at mine and, you know, asked for advice and stuff. And I saw her put in some tags about some modeling websites. So I went onto these websites and I made an account and then I started getting messages by photographers who wanted to shoot with me. Um, I had just put up a few basic photos. Um, I've had friends take professional photos of me before, but I didn't really think of it as something. I didn't think of it as something I wanted to do for like a big thing. I just thought, oh, this might be fun. I could get some new pictures to help me out with pickup for like Tinder or marketing or anything that I needed. And then I noticed more opportunities were opening to do more artistic things and work with artistic people who had a lot of creative visions. And I wanted to start vlogging about it. And so since I started pursuing that sort of lifestyle because I was passionate about it and actually did my research into it and got into it by doing it, people seem to forget that, people listening, that a lot of people like to listen but don't like to actually put forward the work. And so then when I did that, that's when all these opportunities started coming to me and also the women. Uh, you said something also before about a breakthrough that came through. And I'm not sure if I can actually talk about it because I'm actually kind of amazed. 
Well, you know, yeah. the, if you throw okay. something like that, well, we we gotta hear more. We gotta know. <laughs> sure. So I um, I reactivated some of my dating accounts and uh, have been approaching again and doing things. And what I found out is that even though I've had a rhinoplasty and a, like a couple um, lip jobs in the past, like uh, just, you know, like some facial stuff, and even though I was blonde and stuff like that, I thought that even though we've always been taught looks don't matter, I thought that having all those things and looking more like glamorous or conventional would get me more girls. What I found out actually by, even though I like went back brunette and stuff like that, I find that my dating results really haven't changed from the time where I started pickup. The quality has definitely gone up and the stuff has come in like really well, but it didn't come through because of how I looked. It came through because as soon as I hit the modeling scene and I was talking to girls about how much I liked to do modeling and I was posting pictures of me doing the modeling and doing that kind of stuff, it didn't matter how I looked. More girls were into me because of that kind of status and career and passion in my life more than they were about how I looked. And that was just a big breakthrough for me because I was always under the impression, oh, like people like blondes better, so if I dye my hair blonde, that'll get me like more girls. But I find that my ratio hasn't changed since I went back to brunette or changed up the way that I look or anything like that. It's the same. And, I, and I'm like fully convinced that it has a lot to do with like the quality of pictures that I'm putting online, how confident I'm acting because I'm confident in myself, and just a whole bunch of other things. So that's, my, that's been my huge breakthrough. Because there's always that debate online about blonde versus brunette and all that other stuff, and it's like it really doesn't matter. It matters the confidence and the career. It's been crazy. Yeah. Since we're talking about the enrichment of the human condition, yes, I think that an essential ingredient is that we're unaware that we're still highly influenced because it takes time for ideas to come into fruition and old ideas to fade away. Right. So we're still highly influenced by misconceptions based on stereotypes. One stereotype that I really, really, really want to erode, because I think that it's subtle, but at the same time, it's quite awful, and it cripples every human being on the planet, is that idea of a an assessment early on in life while we're constantly capable of evolving and things evolve around us, that assessment where we're being graded, we're being, we're being nominalized and we start to identify a certain way. And then if we don't pay attention to it and if we don't drop all of that nonsense, later on in life, we're still operating from a false conception where, in fact, every moment, every opportunity, every minute, I should say, is an opportunity to further explore our potential. So too many people, they're under the impression that they're lacking a little bit there, they're okay at that level, and then they, we try to correct based on false assumptions. 
So right there, that's super fascinating what you're saying, especially that you're also confirming something that I know men, uh, women to men. Many men are under the impression that a woman is only looking for the super good-looking stud. That is important. Certainly, we got to do everything that we can, not for others, but primarily for the self, so we can feel good. The body is the gift of God. Life is the gift of God. So we got to treat that well. I remember Zig Ziglar once had jokingly said that most people treat their car, their transportation, and their place better than they treat their body. But at the same time, I've also had the realization that a sense of owning yourself, no matter how much well, no matter who you are, how you are, you know, like you, you totally own it. For example, me for some time, you know, I, I grew up and a lot of people would, would like me, but they would refer to me as little. Oh, here's the little Vince because I'm 5'6". And uh, I was kind of wrestling a little bit with it. And at some point I said, you know, fuck it. I'm not going to spend the rest of my life measuring myself in that silly kindergarten way or be affected by it. So I started to go, that's it, that's me. How do we know? I mean, I save more fabric than more people. At 5'6", it takes less fabric to create clothing than if you're 6'5". And if some of the fabric is put together by children in a foreign country, then I'm even part of what resolve uh, child labor, illegal child labor. I'm being silly, but to own and to also feel more achieved and that sense of growth. There's such an appeal. It's like a new nightclub, a new venue and so on, a new restaurant. People want in after a while, you know, if it's, there's not that element of newness, it fades a little bit. So to constantly reinvent ourselves, to carry that sense of newness. So it's really, really essential. Help me because, you know, we got up so early And I want to make sure also listeners, watch out. We get so used to freely watch, listen, that if it's not exactly what we thought we were going to hear, we may miss out. So look for the common ground. The common ground, for example, it's spectacular. How many women on the planet would have a little passion and not take the step that you fly are taking? Suddenly you go fashion and you go for it. Now, if you're a man, maybe fashion is not your passion, your mission. But what's been on your mind? What little passion have you had? Even if it's a hobby or have you been watching others do something and you know you kind of want to, but you keep on postponing. So take that as an invitation for you to just take that leap of faith because that's what will bring you the best realization. So help me help the listeners Um, The cosmic code, it's the next level. You know, it's like, okay, Uh, millenniums, now there's the, what's the one after millennium? You know, how do they refer to what came after millennium? What do they call them? Um, Do you know, Fly, or it's not that relevant. Is it generation? No. No, I was Generation X, and we're still fulfilling our mission to be the rebels that will point out unfairness and higher possibilities. But regardless, my point is this. Technology is evolving at the speed of light. 
but the mindset uh, is staling as crazy. And, you know, we were coming out of an era where there was a lot of, like, differences in people thinking they were superior and uh, um, people feeling less capable and so on. Now with the event of social media, everybody has a chance. Anyone can decide I'm going to be an entrepreneur. So more than ever, it's equal opportunity. At the same time, for many, they still kind of practice self-discrimination and think of themselves as a little less valuable or um, less capable. You have many people who would think that they are not creative. And the moment we think a thought, we are creative. So what in your own expertise and experience of life still needs to be eroded in the world at the level of individual or culture so everybody can make tremendous headways? I'm going to sound like an idiot for a moment. What does eroded mean? Because when I think of eroded, I think of erosion. And that's yeah, absolutely, meaning, meaning removed, further removed. And uh, you so don't he, sound at all like an idiot. An idiot would have been someone who would have pretended that they knew what the word meant, still fixated in the mentality that if you don't know, you don't know, and you should know, and it's a problem that you don't know where everywhere I have witnessed the highest level of wisdom, people have no problem, even a very eloquent orator or, um, like I didn't pronounce that word well, but where there's wisdom, usually people have no problem going, I don't know, help me, tell me, what can I do about it? So that's one thing that should be eroded, that sense of like pretending that we know or fearing not knowing, when that's common, not no one will be able to know everything. So I find it very refreshing. There again, beautiful mindset. you just very authentic. You go, I don't know, refresh. So a road would be to gradually be removed, I'm assuming. And now you encourage me to want to Google it. <laughs> Google and be on the line. So I'll pass it back um, to you, Clyde. Sure. Things that I want to remove from my life, um, I think being quick to anger or um, even just slowing down are things that are very concerning to me. Um, I have a lot of things that I like to do. Um, I don't like living off of coffee to get them done. So just having a further passion to continue with my goals, to continue with modeling, to continue with um, awareness and helping other people in the world just to not give up or just have, feel like I have to survive off coffee or a little sleep or, you know what I mean? So just finding that balance. That's, that's what I want to find, and that's also what I want to get rid of is the, anything that's stopping me from my goals. Yeah. Got it. And uh, for people in general, what are some tendencies you witness from others that – are kind of crippling to them, or how would you, how would you, let me put it this way. What would you say would be your own personal definition of success at the time of this recording, 2019? How, how would you consider of- having a wonderful life and pointers for other people? 
it's all about how you want to make a difference in the world. If you see somebody doing something that you wish you could do, then you should stop wishing and start researching on how to do it. It's not the people who have the most followers or the most views that make an impact on us. It's the people who have the mo- that are able to be the most relatable, the most kind, and the most hardworking. The people that know what they're saying, that keep in their awareness, that follow their heart. And so, I don't know, there's a lot of people out there who are trying to build a business, trying to build a big following of people. Maybe they want to be influencers. Maybe they want to be celebrities. They want to be artists, musicians. They want to have people come to their business or whatnot. And I think what people do is they get mixed up in the, in the validation of likes or following or, you know, being the most popular. And really it's not – even though, like, everybody – you know, I know so many people look up to you, Vince. I know so many people look up to me too. It's not about who has the most followers or who's – you know, like, who's, like, the most followed, who's the most popular. What matters is who is able to – establish such a strong bond with their audience and their following and make them feel passionate about their lives that those are the people that make the mark on the earth. Those are the people that are able to really go forward because you realize that you are not just about you anymore. You are about what the world and the goodness of it has to offer. Mm. Beautiful. Uh, I rarely use that word, but when it comes to hearing you speak and your mindset, that's the word that comes to mind. So personally, it's interesting that you said, you know, like it's not about having the most followers and so on. And, and for many, that's a big issue. I feel that personally, not in ways that were uh, bizarre, just like everybody. I took too long to transcend from the different mentality of the ages when we're when we're kids we live in our little world and we don't really know much about the world and we have an impression that eventually we realize what there was more to it than just my little neighborhood and my little friends but then there's kind of an attachment to to prove those people and so on and then of course there's high school and everything uh, wherever we are in the world uh, it's very click-like so it would be easy for somebody to then start in life after the schooling, which we should always continue to educate ourselves throughout our entire life, and still kind of operate from a dependence on others. You know, I had the interesting realization. I went to revisit France uh, 30 years after in Europe, and I was excited. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to see my friends. They won't believe what I'm doing. And, and not, again, not in a way that's, that would appear to be abnormal, with a touch of awareness of it. And by the time I got there, I realized how foolish it was and that, in fact, our greater contribution to others is when we really come to the realization that true time – it really, really, really doesn't matter whether people, to get the approval of people. It's a craving that is meaningless if we put it in the context of infinity or timelessness. 
So I want to urge all of our listeners to know that you are to make sure that you are not still operating from values and a system that's a residue of trying to prove yourself in high school or so on, but that you really follow your own heart. And from that place, um, you reach people a lot more. And of course, it's not an either or. I think that's also the next big step is that there are residues in the world of being constantly forced into choices, you know, two political parties, are you this or are you that, when there's so many flavors in between. And then oftentimes, we move in one direction powerfully, but then we don't realize that subconsciously we're still caught in an either or. So suddenly a person may realize, you know what, it doesn't really matter if I get the approval of others and, and followers. So they may go the other extreme where they make it be a bad thing to have your moment of fame. Nothing wrong with that. I think it's all where we're coming from. So be true to you and make sure that you, you come from a place of not seeking the approval of others because you don't fully approve of yourself. The core is approve of you the way you are, as you are, and from there grow. And you may touch a few or you may touch many. It will only and always be about you. Somebody once told me that even Mother Teresa, she said that she helped so many for one reason. It felt good to her. Uh, but anyway, so many doors that we're going to open for the Cosmic Code Convention. I just want to talk about two quick things. Um, first, I want to make sure that people who uh, were not familiar with you or already are because you evolved so fast, uh, check out the new things that you got going on. And the fashion show aspect of the event, that was such a turning point when, when we had it because I've noticed that, speaking of dependence, I go fast with that, then I pass it uh, back to you to talk about the, the purpose and benefit of the ingredient of entertainment as part of the quality of your life. Here's how it was a turning point. I've noticed men and women in attendance during the fashion show and even though it was such a beautiful, rich experience, I could feel, looking at them in the audience, that if suddenly we put their ideal dream date, and I don't use the word date because I'm a pick-up artist, but their ideal dream person next to them, we also had KK Holiday, the entertainer, the performer, and then we watched a movie that... AZD, Raj Jepar, the Bazaar, and myself uh, have been featured in. It became a cult movie, very underground. But in the audience, that's too many wait until they have the person they want next to them to try to generate a pleasant experience. And I've noticed the audience, you know, they were a little dependent on, uh, I mean, they were unaware of that. So 
So if you're a man and you come in, you're going to totally enjoy the fashion show, if you're a woman as well, for the purpose of entertainment. But we also, during those conventions, turn everything into an opportunity to learn and to grow. So right there, the idea was that if you wait until the right moment to do the right thing, it's too late. But if instead, every time you have an opportunity to do the right thing, by the time you're in the setting that you want it to be, at the place you want it to be, then you have it in place. Because honestly, the show was fascinating, beautiful. And as I sat next to some of the guys in the audience, I noticed them missing out on having the best experience they could have. So it's so abstract. I could blame the time for it, but I'm still looking forward to, to encouraging people to know how to participate, to appreciate more the value of entertainment and uh, to not take it for granted and to also know that in the end we work so hard, we do all those things because we, we want to have certain moments. And for most, the quality of the entertainment they grant themselves is, is fairly low. You know, yeah, watch a movie on Netflix, nothing wrong with that. But there is so much more when we start to, you know, venture in the world and go to the theater and go to the show and, and eventually be part of it. So what's your take on the value of entertainment as part of the experience of life? Um, I think what matters is the kind of, because I feel like entertainment is making magic, right? We are the magicians of the world, and everything that we do is technically magic. Entertainment is magic in a more solid content form. I think it depends on the kind of entertainment that you're letting fill your mind or the kind of entertainment that you're putting out there. So if you're putting out something or listening to stuff that is full of negativity and um, relate. Like, so I see a lot of videos out there that try to say that things are relatable, and it really upsets me. And they'll say, oh, just, just spending, I, I don't want to be around anybody, right? I had a cup of fuck off a coffee today. And just like, a, like you, know, you know those like stupid little things that they post online? They kind of irk me because it's just like, why would anybody want to fill their heads up with trash? Why would anybody want to preach trash? And as somebody, I guess, who used to make something like that in the past, maybe that's just been my own personal, I don't want to say trigger, that word's a little weird, but that, it's been my own personal like hitting point because I, as somebody who used to do a lot of unhealthy things, I, I think that what matters is putting healthy content in. And you are the person who decides what's healthy. So if, if you want to watch porn or whatever and you think that's good for you, like by all means, feel free. If you want to make porn and you decide that's all good for you too, like by all means, feel free. But it's always good to keep the awareness of if that content, if that entertainment that you are letting into your life, if it's music, if it's movies, if you're making music, if you're making movies, making videos, whatever, you need to be aware of what you're putting out because what you're putting out can also affect what's going on within and vice versa. So it's important to be aware of that. And I know you got brand new content out there. So yeah. did I get it correctly? You have uh, a new YouTube. Tell us about it. 
Yes. So I, this weekend, I went up to a flower canyon and I filmed there with my photographer. So I'm going to be having a YouTube channel which is going to be talking about uh, pickup and seduction and stuff like that in just a more artistic, beautiful way. So uh, the flowers were really in bloom here in California. Um, it was, I believe, in Walker Canyon, and everything was just orange and blown up. So I had my photo shoot there, and I was also able to um, get some content. So hopefully we can welcome uh, some women into the community who will be open to uh, male-dominated mindsets. That's awesome. As a matter of fact, I'm teaching a class tonight for a um, Catherine Allman, you know, who is uh, also part of the convention. She teaches Tantra, and she is a highly acclaimed therapist. She used to live with Osho at the ashram in India, and it's for women, and it's through a dating service where uh, women will be helped with their dating skills and so on. So, uh, it's certainly happening. It's, it's time for that. And uh, I want to urge you guys and ladies to come to the Cosmic Code Convention. So the question is always the same one. What's in it for you? First, you need a landmark in life. You know, don't be dependent on one holiday or your birthday to kind of reevaluate, honor yourself, uh, it's essential if you notice professions that are highly valued, although talking about the erosion of misconceptions and stereotypes, all professions are valuable, but what matters is are you doing what you're here to do? Are you following your dreams or are you bitching and complaining because you're in a position that you dislike and then people who are involved in uh, and it's are not benefiting because you're not pleased with what you're doing. But anyway, to keep it simple, uh, the, the doctors or any, any top profession, according to the old stereotype, they have yearly conventions. So it's an absolute must, no matter how you are doing. To also, second, key ingredient, what's in it for you? The journey the preparation, the adventure. Speaking of entertainment and the quality of entertainment, there's a lot of crisscrosses in life, unfortunately. Right now, you know, I did a little video the other day, <laughs> Fly, and it's a new app, and it took me five minutes to do a video, and I've done a lot of video editing, and I've been around a lot of uh, video, TV production, and so on, and I thought, wow, fuck. To do that video, to make a video of that quality, two, three years ago, it would have required an editor that would charge at least $50 an hour and at least two solid days beyond eight hours, two, two days of 12 hours of editing. And now an app will do it. And that's phenomenal, but at the same time, you know, we also miss out and we always feel, if you look at history, there's always the pretense and tendency at the time to think that's it, we have topped it, to look back on prior generation as old. Oh, I was so old. Oh, wow. You know, like they knew nothing and not realizing that the same mistakes are being repeated and it's better and worse at the same time 
when it's about time to make that better and go for better and better and better. So to, to take the journey, you know, it's one thing to be at home, eat popcorn, watch it and go, yeah, yeah, I should be more motivated. But we're a long way from the days when people had to get the carriage ready. Going to the theater was an experience that was so elite that it was a privilege to go or wanting to see a guru and you had to travel to go see them on a mountain, you know? So the, the benefit of that is that the commitment that it takes to get yourself there, that is the journey. And oftentimes that is the greater reward. I remember I spoke to Marshall Silver, the famous hypnotist, one of my original mentors. I asked for a discount. The tab was very high. His answer was young men. We don't give discounts, but you making the money is the beginning of your journey and the seminar has started. If you want in what it will take for you to manifest that, to shift from like, oh man, I want to go, but I don't know. I don't know if I can really go. will stay with you before you start thinking that, oh, oh, they just want our money or they just want us to go. We want to grant you the better part of the equation. The next thing that's in it for you is that we are bringing the cutting edge, full spectrum experience on the planet. One of my frustrations, and that's the last thing I say, <coughs> in my own self-education has been that I found phenomenal mentors, but it always lacked the dimension. If I went far into the spiritual direction, then there was a little bit of a reluctance or inhibition on their behalf at the level of what about seduction? Teach me more about sex. You'd be like, oh, no, 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 we don't do that here. On the other hand, if I went towards like, okay, how do I become a better seducer? Then people would be, uh, and I would venture far there. There would be a reluctance to start to talk spirituality. So right there, it's full spectrum. We have the best of the best in terms of business, millionaires, guys who make millionaires to help you be an entrepreneur, to help you really know you deserve the absolute best career and money. Now, you could go to a business seminar, but how much are they going to teach you about sex and seduction? There we have the best seducers on the planet, as well as tantra and sex experts. Now, let's say you go there and you have the two somehow. What will you learn about spirituality and spirituality in so many directions because we also have for the first time in over two years in america in person my dear friend one of my few best friends frank white who's a dark sorcerer so a blend of somebody who's a dark sorcerer who may be teaching hand in hand with somebody who's a yogi so um I could go on, but my point is we really touch from business to entertainment to fashion to spirituality to dark sorcery to sex to tantra to finances, all aspects of your life. And humbly say, genuinely, there's no experience, no matter where you go, a big convention, anywhere in the world that brings you such a broad bracket of flavors such an exclusive experience of only 33 VIPs. There's only one level of registration, VIP, and it's limited to 33. 12 world-class gurus, Arash Jepar, motherfucking Dibazar, Fly Hudson, Catherine 
Allman, Hypnotica, Tony Dillinger, Frank White, and the list goes on and on. There's a little link that comes with this recording. Click on it. Check out the lineup and also know that we do it in style. We don't keep you just one seminar room or one sanctuary. It's boot camp style. Suddenly we're going to go, everybody, in your cars. You have 30 minutes to make it to that mansion. We are topping it with the locations and so on. So it's called the Cosmic Code Convention for the Enrichment of the Human Condition and Experience. And you've been listening to the podcast series in preparation to the convention. And today our guest was Fly. Hudson, who will put together the fashion show, teach there as well, and she always brings so much to the plate, and your mindset so enriching, so I thank you for your time, I thank you for your input, and I can't wait for this next convention to be. Thank you, Fly. Likewise, thank you so much. <laughs>